When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Fresh off a breakup. And I know you. Bill, it was reported this morning that uh, you preferred to speak over the phone with Tom when he delivered the new CG. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's not true. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Tom can't go back in here and lose this game now. Yeah, he proved that he's won by winning the Super Bowl. That was then. Now, now. Earlier on the show, author of the new book, It's Better to Be Feared, Seth Wickersham. Coming up, Pro Football Hall of Famer Calvin Johnson, lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We just had a heck of a chat with Seth Wickersham, the author of It's Better to Be Feared, the ESPN senior writer. Um, who I, 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 I gotta say this could wind up being one of the greatest sports books that's ever out there because it answers so many things. And it also get just, it just keeps you on the edge of your seat about some of the crazy stuff that was, uh, alleged to have gone down. And I, I, there's all the quotes and the stories and that we're wondering could have gone down and we want, we get confirmed some of it did go down and others are still out there as a mystery. Like why Malcolm Butler got benched in the Super Bowl 52 against uh, the Eagles. We found out through the book that it was an argument that he had heated words with the defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, and that he did not appear to be locked in before Super Bowl. And the coaching staff was upset about that. And I guess the hard coaching that came from it grinded more gears. But the mystery as to why he wasn't, why was he dressed? Bench, why was yeah. he dressed? Like you and know, then if played the code, one play on special teams. If the code red was ordered, you know, then why wasn't he packed? You know, I mean, yeah. like, why was he there? If the code yeah. red wasn't ordered, right? Him. I mean, it's just the humble one. It's it, It's just so fascinating. And then there's the dynamic between the coach and the player, and the player and the coach, and the coach and the owner, and the owner and the player, and the player and the coach, and the coach, <laughs> owner, and all together, and the trainer, and. It's truly incredible. If you missed any of it, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. The entire interview will be there, and we'll chop it up a little bit after we have this conversation with a pro football Hall of Famer whose speech at the Hall of Fame was just fantastic. And um, he is going to be the subject of this week's Football Life on NFL Network tomorrow night at 9 Eastern time. The great, the one and only Megatron himself, Calvin Johnson, here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Calvin Johnson? I'm doing great. How you doing, Rich? Thanks for having me. Uh, your speech was incredible in Canton. It was great. Oh, 
Nah, thank you very much. I can't, I can't watch it, but uh, I did get a good feedback. What do you mean? Why, why won't you? You, you just don't. Want I hate it. hearing myself talk. I hate <laughs> listening to myself talk. So, are, are you going to say you're not going to watch back this interview here on the Rich Eisen Show, Calvin? Like once it's, it's done, it's done. Is that what? Is that what you're saying? Have you watched your football life, though? Have you watched that yet? I have not. I have the clip, but I have not watched God, it. Wow, what is that? <laughs> I'm going to watch it, though, because I have teammates on there, coaches on there. You know, I love to hear what they have, I love to, hear what they have to say sometimes. It's pretty good. Okay, will you watch it, though, or are you just going to not at all? You're just, you'll see. I'll it. watch it. I got to watch it. My wife will let me watch it, yeah. Okay. Did you? I have... want to watch. It, though. I really do. Cause I think I think the crew that that put it together. I had a good experience with those guys too. So, yeah, I'm looking oh, forward to hearing. Nobody's hearing better than NFL Films and NFL Network together, Calvin Johnson. I mean, this is great. I mean, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. That is that is for sure. Um, let's talk a, a little bit of the here and now, and then we'll we'll go back in the past if you don't mind. Um, your what 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 was your experience like this week getting your Hall of Fame ring um, at the Lions Ravens game? Calvin. Awesome. I mean, it's better than I thought, you know, just stepping out on that field, feeling the energy, you know, like I said, go to my toes all the way up to my head, you know, uh, from the fans, you know, they brought it, you know, it was loud. I mean, I haven't been to many games. The only thing, that's probably my second time back in that stadium since I retired and uh, that they brought the energy, the same energy that I felt when I played on Sundays, you know, they brought it. So I, I was truly grateful to be up there. It's an honor to go back and, 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 and be in front of the fans again. When you said it went from your head to your toes, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? The no. inter- just the energy, the noise, you know, just your hair raising, you know, it's just that, 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 just that, just that feeling just running through your veins, just that energy. Okay. And adrenaline. Probably just, it's probably just adrenaline. Uh, I'm sh- <laughs> well, I mean, what is it? That, that's it now. You got the bus, the jacket, and you got the last bauble. Now you got the ring, um, and you're, you've got it all. You're officially in. What does that mean for you, Calvin Johnson, that you are enshrined and is a first ballot Hall of Famer and one of the youngest to ever be as such. How does that land on it, you right now, Calvin? It's wild. You know, just I, I take it here. I just think about the guys that I looked up to that were in that room when the Red Nipsey lunch, and then the guys that, the guys that I looked up to, who they looked up to that were in that same room, and it might have been even another generation, and just to see the levels of excellence and greatness and how it's just, you know, passed on down because we're always looking to the, to the prior generation to – you know, just to emulate our game after those guys, to you know, just to try to create our own, our own stamp, and uh, you know, just to be there uh, is breathtaking. It was on. I'm a kid in the candy shop, literally the whole weekend. I couldn't even say a word. I'm just looking around, like, oh shoot, that's such and such. That's such and such. Oh, that's such and such. You know, and just having the conversation um, with my class. You know, from Charles to Peyton to, to Coach Flores to to uh, you know, even the 2020 class, you know, even Drew P, you know, just great times, you know, good people, and just to represent excellence and all that the game stands for, just to be a part of that representation is a heck of an honor. And now that you are, you, you've got all that personal accolades and the ultimate personal accolade you could possibly get first ballot pro football Hall of Famer, and you got the ring in front of the home fans, are are you cooler now or, or better uh, standing with the Lions, you and the Lions closer together at all or or not at all, Calvin Johnson? I mean, we, we, we came close on Sunday. <laughs> you know, I mean, as far as, you know, just getting back together, you know, there's still some work to be done there. 
you know, but hopefully that can happen. You know, hopefully it'll happen because, you know, the fans, you see the fans want it. <laughs> so or is that in reference to scratching a check, Calvin? <laughs> I didn't say that, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's really what it takes to restore. Well, I don't, uh, look, and, I, and, and, you know, just to linger just for a couple more minutes here, I, I, look, I, 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 I still am scratching my head. So when you retired, and obviously it was sooner than the organization thought, did they just say, give us our money, give us some money back? I mean, like there wasn't even a conversation at all or because so many other players retire early and their organizations just say, keep it. Thanks for the memories. They never did that with you? No, I mean, they might have had conversations. I can't say what they had with my agent, but no, not me personally. Okay. So are so um, is there a possibility of the, this relationship getting closer then i guess to put i'm not gonna burn the bridge because i mean i think that you know the the team or the executives you know it's all how, how much the fans enjoy you know me being around the team i enjoy being around the team I, I mean i still live in detroit because you know not only because of the love that detroit gives me business opportunities too but i love detroit because of the people calvin johnson pro football hall of famer here on the rich eisen show mercedes-benz vans phone line in advance of the football life on NFL Network Friday night at, at 9 Eastern time. Best wide receiver in the NFL right now would be who, in your estimation? Well, I, I, man, I hate when you, when you give me that question because I, I'm, I'll say I'm not, on, I'm not up to speed on everything. I still watch football, but I'm not, you know, uh, I always forget something. I always forget <laughs> like a guy to mention or something like that. The best wide receiver in football, man, ugh. Can I do some research? <laughs> <laughs> you can get back to us. No, I mean, you know, obviously there's... I mean, I have, I have guys that I love, I love D-Hop. You know, I'll tell you why I like D-Hop. He's been my favorite for a little while, just because he uses the way he uses his hands. You know, he runs good routes. He seems like a hard worker. He uses his hands. He's a, he's a, he seems like a respectable um, human being, you know, just... And I respect stuff like that, you know, people that carry themselves well, but at the same time go out there and handle their business on the field. He he wound up in the top 10 of the top 100 players uh, as voted by his peers on the NFL Network. But the, the, the receiver who was ranked higher than him was Devontae Adams. He was viewed by the, his peers in terms of the voting of this as the you best receiver in the game. I always forget somebody. I mean, I saw Devontae from when he was a rookie in Green Bay. And to see his growth and maturity, you know, I, I can't forget. I mean, I'd be a slight to forget about him, too, because he's grown a lot to become, you know, like I say, that, that, that top receiver in the league. So uh, he's definitely uh, got control of that, that number one spot over there in Green Bay. Well, perhaps uh, since you say you're, you're not as, you know, uh, day-to-day with watching the NFL or week-to-week watching the NFL, are you aware that they have changed the rule that if somebody catches a ball and puts the ball down on the ground to avoid uh, going to the ground, that that is now a catch? It is no longer an incomplete <laughs> pass? Are you aware that the Calvin Johnson rule has been changed? Calvin Johnson? Why, 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 why? I feel like every year, like they tweak it every year a little bit, you know? <laughs> so that is crazy, really. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Know, yeah. That was ridiculous <laughs> that your uh, touchdown pass of back in the day was ruled incomplete because you put the ball on the ground to avoid going to the ground kind of makes a ridiculous concept. Yeah, it's, it's absurd, you know, and I, I remember that, that don't bring back bad feelings. That was the first game of the season. We were ready for that game, and yeah, it just, yeah that brings back all kind of bad news. Well, then let's talk good good stuff then. What do you think <laughs> of uh, the start of Matthew Stafford here in Los Angeles and what he has been able to do in just his first three games in a new spot? 
Calvin Johnson? I'll, I'll tell you what, every, well, I tell everybody else, man. Uh, I got I got the opportunity, obviously, to play with Matt for so long. He has the biggest arm in the league. He'll put the ball on anybody, anywhere. It seems like he's still got it. And, you know, so I watched the game, the first game of their season, and I, there's a moment in the game where they, they cut to Matthew after, like, a, some play. I don't remember what happened. It might have been a penalty or something like that. And you saw Matthew's face almost like, oh, it wouldn't happen like that in Detroit. Okay, I might have something here. You almost <laughs> sense that that coming out of him. And just in that look, I, I, I know Matthew a little bit. I was like, oh, shoot, stuff, it wouldn't have went down like that in Detroit, you know? So kudos to Matthew. you got a great team, great coach. And uh, I look forward to I mean, right now he's like you know, a lot of people's favorites to be in the Super Bowl. So how difficult do you think it was for him? Because the reporting is, and we've I've spoken to him as well to confirm it, how difficult it was for him to go into the front office of the Lions and say, I want out, but I want to keep playing. Um, how tough do you think that was for him, Calvin? Uh, I could imagine, you know, there's a lot of emotions tied to Detroit. Like I said, the people have, have a hold on you. You know, he's lived up here his whole entire professional life, you know, so I can understand how it could be tough. But at the same time, when 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 the organization isn't building towards Super Bowl, you know you're you know maybe at, you know at the peak or going on the other side of your career, you know you're trying to get there. And Matthew still has the tools to get there, so he got he got he got to do what's best for him. And you never thought about doing that yourself. You just wanted to stop playing, Calvin. I mean, I, when I, I was done, I, I felt like I couldn't keep putting the same product on the field. So I knew that whenever that time came, that that I'll be be done. And I mean, even my agent, my agent tried to get me to come back, you know, but it was, he, he's like, well, what if, what if they trade you here? But you know, they weren't trading me anywhere. So I, I was stuck in Detroit. <laughs> where, where would you have wanted to go? How about that? Um, you know, just, just, and this is just, you know, just so everybody knows, this is just wishful thinking, you know? <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I played my, obviously I'm from Georgia, played my college ball there. It would been cool to, you know, take it full circle and just, do um you know high school college and professional all in one town that would been cool then go to the Falcons at that point in time Matt Ryan mm-hmm. is that what you're saying okay that would have been, you know, been awesome to play it all at home you know that was just the best case scenario <laughs> oh you know my guy from uh, New England over there was ready to chime in in my ear and say you know yeah. you'd Patriots like yeah, I thought you wanted to play with Tom Calvin <laughs> I know you know what you know uh, that's 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 tough Tom's great you know that's, that's, that's I mean, there's nothing to argue there. I mean. Yeah, he doesn't play in Georgia, though. That's, that's, that's his point. Before I let you go, I want to give you uh, some of the floor here, Calvin, about what you talked about in your Pro Football Hall of Fame speech. That you're the founder of your own marijuana business called Primitive and how um, how you want to make sure that that marijuana use, not just medically but holistically, is something that – the league should allow and all of us in the world should understand is not something that should be frowned upon or made to be illegal. I'll give you the floor on that, Calvin. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, I mean, you just think about it. The way, you know, people have healed for thousands and thousands of years before technology got into play was plant medicine in general. So, you know, having these plants here and the technology that we have now nowadays, there's no reason why we can't have the best. But, you know, being a Schedule One drug, you can't research it. We have very little knowledge on cannabis right now. But there are research efforts by, like, people like, you know, Harvard Medical School, University of Penn, and so many others that are actually doing it nowadays. But for a lot of people, it's really just educating themselves. And the first, I would say the first thing is, and that's what our company is about, is about educating, removing the stigma from, from the plant and just educating people on the healing powers of the plant. 
And I say the first place to start for people is really just to think of, do your research for yourself on the endocannabinoid system. We have this system within our bodies that accepts cannabinoids. But not a lot of people know about all the receptors that our body has for this. So it's like it's literally like it's made for us. But we have to obviously use it in the, in the proper way for it to have a chilling property. You know, we're not a company just out here celebrating, you know, adult use or, or you know, like my buddy Rob and, and co-founder, you know, we're not the company with the gorilla with the blood in its mouth. No, we're about education, education, investing the plant. So, you know, really just educating people. And I'll tell people to start there. Like, educate yourself on your endocannabinoid system. And then go from there. Because I guarantee if you learn that your body has a system that you don't even know about, that you might want to look in more, a little bit more into it. So how did it help you uh, recover after games and stuff like that? For sure. How did yeah, it help? Sure. So my journey, like I started um, in college. Cause I, I mean, I grew up, my mom was like, you know, my mom would probably slap me upside the head if I came home. Or she, no, she was too, do more than that. She would body slam me if I came home so like that. <laughs> so it was just automatic no-no for me growing up. Right. When I got to college, you know, came a little, you know, I tried it. And, you know, socially through college, it was really when I got to the NFL where I really started to deal with the dings and the pain. And I was like, man, this is something that really helps me with my sleep. This is what helps me in the effort that helps me with my, with my recovery. But it wasn't until after I retired and did the Dancing with the Stars show, when I was doing the show, my ankles were swelling up like in the second or third week. And I couldn't get it back down. I, I did my ice and game ready and all those things. But I had a buddy from, from Georgia Tech. And he brought me a topical because I was about to quit the show. And he brought me this topical. He's like, hey, try this out, you know. And I started using the topical over the course of the week. You know, I noticed that my, uh, my, my swelling started to subside. And that was part of my reason when I was playing football. I had chronic swelling in my ankles. So I was like, man, I can't move because I got all this swelling. So I noticing that start to subside. I'm like, okay, there's other applications to these cannabinoids to the body. Okay, let's get down to the science of it. And really just timing, having an opportunity here in, in Michigan to be able to build a brand. Um, focused around education and cannabis and, and, and obviously uh, make a business out of it. That's what we're going to Were you ever concerned about testing positive for, you know, substances in the NFL because it was viewed differently when you were playing? Was that ever a concern? Oh, yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, but guys know the, know the system. I mean, for the most part. <laughs> you, know what, you know what's so messed up about the system back then? <laughs> Do you know the significance of 420? Please tell me yes. <laughs> Say that again? Do you know the significance of 420? Yes, the April, April the right, so, 20th is a terrific date right. on the calendar, Calvin. <laughs> so, that, so how about this? How about, how about this? Say shame on you. <laughs> but how about this? So 420 was the first, April 20th was the first day of the testing. So between 420 and August like 8th or 9th, that's like the window where they test. So it was just like evil upon the NFL just to, <laughs> just saying. But it was evil for them to start it on 420. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin Johnson, uh, we need to talk more often. Again, your your speech was tremendous. It was just terrific. I couldn't have been more happy for you and your family and to see you now in the Hall of Fame and your bust and, you know, uh, and, and it, it's just great. I mean, it was the greatest all-hair bust team in the history of busts. And, you know, and, you, and your bust was perfect too, man. So congratulations on all of that, the football life. And I, just, I know what I'm going to do after football life is I'm going to watch this interview back because that's what I do professionally is watch myself. <laughs> Absolutely. Rich, man, it's been a long time. I think the last time I probably saw you was when I was in, out there when you and Stuart Scott were really doing y'all thing, man. So it's been a long time. That but, is uh, so good cool. to talk to you. That is so cool you mentioned him, Calvin, because yeah, I, I think of him all the time. 
and what yeah. he would say about what goes on in sports and in the world yeah. and what he would be thinking about everything that's going on in the NFL mm-hmm. and obviously the NBA. And I appreciate Oh, God, last, last one for you. Did you give your shoes to somebody to run into the combine, or did somebody give you shoes? What's that story, Calvin? Oh, so you got the you got the skinny from the from the that somebody gave you a heads up about it from the NFL film? No, which, I imagine that's going to be in tonight's football life. Uh, but but or, I mean Friday's football life. What what happened with those shoes? Did you? So, so there was I forget the, the last quarterback that was running the forty. Uh-huh. Um, they were right before the receivers that day. And for some for some reason, he showed up to the the most important job interview of his life without his cleats. So <laughs> he, I gave him my cleats. He fortunately had a worst outset team. He was literally the last person to run. It was guess it was meant to be. So he ran, and everybody saw him giving me back my cleats right before I, it was time for me to go run. Uh-huh. And then the dude that was, like, marshalling everybody over there to run for 40, you probably know who he is. That's who he's running every year. Um, he, he, um, he, he was yelling at me because I was last over there to the group. So everybody just saw that. That, that that transaction happened there, and they said, "Oh, he ran in somebody else's cleats." So you ran in your shoes at the combine, is what you're saying? And I, you know, even let's go back before that. I honestly showed up to the combine without any cleats because I wasn't going to do anything. Right. But all the but all the reporters kept on talking talking all this shit. Talking about I couldn't run, and I was like, okay. I'm like, all right. I've been working down here with Tom Shaw all summer. I know I'm, I know what I'm running. Let me go show you all at two forty. <laughs> and what'd you run again in your forty? Uh, what four three five? <laughs> that is a stupid number that is a stupid number um and so who was the quarterback who you gave the cleats to do you remember that or you don't remember that oh I feel, yeah i know i know i mean i, I feel like i need to go maybe it's eastern, eastern carolina maybe oh like, yeah maybe. it was garrard was it david garrard is that who that was I think it might have been. So definitely you did not. Whoever it was definitely didn't run a 4-3-5 in the shoes. It's not the shoes. It was the guy <laughs> in the shoes. It wasn't the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin, you take care of yourself. You be well, okay? You too, Riz. Good to talk The to one and only Pro Football Hall of Famer, Calvin Johnson. Check out his football life tomorrow night, NFL Network, 9 Eastern time. Was it Gerard? Who you ran in? So oh, I'm try- I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying just, to think I'm of just Eastern Carolina because uh, I think that, Gerard went there. Half. We'll look that up. Oh, gosh. We've had so many conversations in the last actual hour of time. Tom Brady's going to be speaking shortly uh, in Tampa, Florida, about Sunday night. And then we got Billy Corgan coming up in hour number three of the show of Smashing Pumpkins. So much to discuss with Seth Wickersham and Calvin Johnson now in our rearview mirror. Back with your phone calls and more at 844-204-RICH on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly 
Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. What were you saying? What was the question? <laughs> oh, Larry David. Yes. Yeah, no, but he's just too odd, man. I mean, we had dinner once. We went out for dinner. Yeah. He calls me up and he said, I said, what time? He called me up in the afternoon. He said, let's have dinner. I'll meet you there now. It's always now. It's like some diva actress. And I yeah. said, what you know? Come on, what are you now? He says, let's have dinner. I said, well, I, I just had a hero sandwich. He said, all right, I'll meet you at 401. <laughs> 401. I said, then we were on the phone for an hour. I said, and we got up to 518. I said, all right. And it was this high profile thing in, on Rodeo Drive or one of those streets in Beverly Hills that, yeah. he, used, that he goes to a lot. He's, he's a regular guy, but he, he's Larry David. Yeah, he can he's, go wherever he wants. I, so can I for that matter. So I got there an hour <laughs> early yeah. to pay the check. I said to the mate, hey, Mr. Lewis, how are you? Don't call me Richard, but listen, I'm paying for dinner. And he says, oh, no, you can't pay. I went, what do you mean I can't pay? I can't, what do you mean I can't pay? No, Mr. David will be upset. I don't care about him. Then I did my, my Norman. What do you mean? I don't care about him. He can't follow me. I can't follow him. He can't follow me. I can catch him. I can. So he said, no, we, we won't allow it. I said, what do you mean you won't allow it? It was a screaming match. This sounds like I an said, episode of Curb, by the way. Yes. And I said, take my credit card. So I sit down. Larry comes an hour late after this hour phone call, 416, 503, 518. He was like an, a Jewish airport controller, out of control. So he gets there. And I said, Larry, why don't we make believe it's 1972 and we're broke and we're all we care about is be, is comedy and and uh, and you know and, and just our passion for our craft and, and whatever. And he and he says, What do you mean? I don't want to mean what I mean. We used to go to a Chinese restaurant, cheap. I'd get soup. We'd split it. I'd get. What do you want? Beef. All right, I'll get the shrimp. All right, don't take too much of my shrimp. Then we'll split it. It was like $5, okay? He says, we're not going to split anything here. I go, why not? You'll hurt the feelings of the chef. I said, I couldn't care less about the chef. I just, I'm hungry. He says, I know him. He's a personal friend. I went, you know, and now I'm worried about the, the check, okay? The chef comes out with 18 entrees on a turntable. <laughs> Big enough. We should have sent it to the army and to the navy and to the marines and all, and to a third world country. The, we don't even have a discussion, Rich. The phone rings. Steve Martin, comedian, of course, and he doesn't say goodbye. He gets up. He goes, "I forgot I have it's poker night," and he leaves. <laughs> and he leaves me with a hundred thousand dollar bill <laughs> with this Chinese food that I couldn't even recognize. It looked like a peacock smoking a joint. I didn't even know what it was. This is an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I hope you do so. realize that. Wow. 
This is the greatest. Oh, boy. Hey, when was the last time you really seriously considered your dream? I mean, really sat down and thought about it because you used to think about it all the time. What happened to you? What happened to you? It's a rhetorical question. We know what happened to you. (laughs) You need to be put back together with your dream. And the way you can do it is living the van life on a totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could tour around every national park, all 100, 423 of them. You could build a mountain cabin with your dad or anybody else in your family. Start your own business because you can really do whatever you dream up in a Mercedes-Benz van because that's what we're talking about from them is innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. You can get amazing performance and reliability with an MBUX voice command system because we're talking about a Mercedes-Benz van, a five-star dealer network, an available gas engine that runs like a dream. So what do you say? Head to your local Mercedes-Benz van dealership and get that Sprinter and tell them your dream center that you're back together. Tom Brady has spoken. We are working on turning around the sound, to use a television term. <laughs> hey, now. Um, what did you glean from Seth Wickersham's 40-minute appearance in hour number one, Chris Brockman? Because I'll tell you what I kind of got out of it myself. I got out of it. Um, the end was inevitable. I don't really think there was anything that was going to happen that was going to keep Tom in New England for the duration of his career, however long he plays. I feel like it was going to end no matter what. If, uh, you heard him say, was it the end? Was it during 2017? He's, yes. Where I'm done playing for Bill? And he said, though, that if they gave him a five-year contract then after beating the Falcons in overtime. So that was... After that 28-3 comeback So that was win. the 20... After the 20, right, right, because 2019 was beating the Rams, right, and then 2020 was his last year. That if they gave him the contract to basically go to 42, mm-hmm. essentially, well, five right? year deal would be where we, the, the end of the deal well, would to, be now to go to well, to go to age 42. If he was 2017, it would right be now, right, to right. age 44. If they gave him that deal right now, right, that uh, then then it would be elapsing right now, then. He would have stayed, even though I said, really, what could have been done, like, to avoid this being the last dance, too. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, what could have been done? Because so many Bills fans are watching that thing. Oh, they could have done this, that, the other thing. But the boots on the ground reality is like nothing could have been done. Right. And, and, and he said he said that, there, that that after a while that they just couldn't be around much each other anymore because Brady couldn't get the freedom uh, that he's gotten in in Tampa. Well, just and just probably little stuff just tweaked Tom, like kicking Guerrero out of the building, not letting him travel with the team. I'm sure that stuff really got under Tom's nerves, and it was like, I don't need to deal with this anymore. And, and, and the thing that he said, too, um, about Brady over and over again that I took out of this, you know, it's, it's not telling any tales out of school. That Brady's one of one. He's a unicorn, right? Yeah. And I just think that he's a unique individual from many others. Certainly when you're talking about Jordan or anything like that. I don't know Jordan personally, but just hearing Brady here. That he's just, he's a sensitive guy. Yeah. Who responds to positivity and Mm. a hug. Yes. 
how many guys who will want to stomp your guts out? I like that. Professionally. Yeah, not many. Refer, would, would rather, you know, who, would love to just a hug. I, sometimes I just need a hug, right? <laughs> right. But the fact that he didn't get them a lot is a theme in his football life. As you just heard from, I, I did not know who Greg Harden is. I, and I'm a Michigan guy. I've never really heard his name never very heard, much. Never he name. referred to him as his counselor at Michigan, who he's spoken to at Michigan, who he went to to say he was transferring to Cal, which hadn't heard that. kind of hadn't heard that one before. Yep, hadn't heard that. And then he was going to go back home to Berkeley, right, and yep. go play football there because he wasn't getting any reps at Michigan in the response from his counselor at Michigan, God bless you, sir, yeah. was you haven't done S here anyway, so go. And no one's going to care. Yeah. If you leave. Those who stay will be champs. You know, like that's Bo's mantra. And so here he is with Lloyd Carr's era, and he's just like, so go. Laughing at him. Yeah. And then the same guy, he said he spoke to, Wickersham said Brady spoke to in 03 when his life was beginning to change fame-wise, and he was kind of, you know, jarred by it and and upset by it. Like that the trappings the of fame were now, are, were now coming on him. And the guy's basically like, you wanted to be one of the best. Like, this is what comes with it. Deal with it. Like, the deal with it aspect of it is something that I think he got used to and responds to very well, which made him the perfect quarterback to be coached by Bill Belichick. Until later in his life, he's like, there's another way to live. Yeah. I don't need this anymore. Or I do need that, but I can also get my platform larger. I'm going to start paying attention to other things that I can do outside of just being coached hard. I'm going to start living some of the trappings of all of this and start building my brand outside of being the guy known for winning all the titles and giving you hometown discounts. And not only do I want to start telling you what to do with that discount, but I want to start my TB12 program. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then they'll be told after receiving all the hard coaching the way that he did that that's not the way we're going to do it here. That's kind of what I got. And the fact that he's such a, kind of a gushy guy with the heart of a champion and the guts and the mentality of a nasty MFer when it comes to trying to beat him at something, that the gushy guy inside, the fact that Wickersham said that they might play a video honoring him in tribute, thus the hug that he's been looking for from the Patriots organization publicly, they may do that either at the outset of the game or when he sets the all-time passing yard mark in the middle of the game just to mess with Brady's mind that it would be heartfelt short but also gamesmanship because it could throw Brady off of his right. lion-hearted game. Right. That's so messed up, man. Oh, my like, gosh. It's so Game of up. Thrones. It's Game that's of Thrones. So messed up, and yeah. so yeah. Uh, that's what I took out of all of this about how unique it is. And in terms of you want to hear what, you know, Brady being a gushy guy or, or what have you, 
you, I would present to you him crying in the Brady Six documentary, yep. remembering the moment where he's walking around the block to try and get out of the house because he's a second-day draft pick, not knowing when he's going to be picked, and seeing his family being upset for him. And this is after he's won championships, plural, and he's beaten all these other guys into the ground. He's won. He's a winner. He's a winner in life, and he's a winner yeah, in football. He's, he's still emotional about it because it's his parents involved. This is him in his uh, in his pod with uh, Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald called Let's Go, right? That's what it's called? Let's Go. Okay. This was him because, you know, his, his dad, Tom Sr., <laughs> yes. really brought it locally on the radio last week. Yep. And, um, you know, put out there a lot of the internal hard feelings and bad blood that's in advance of this Sunday night reunion that Brady kind of doesn't want to put out there. As Tom Curran pointed out, like, just keep it under the radar. Let the final score take care of all of that. So Tom Sr. said this stuff, and this was Brady responding to Tom Sr.'s comments. Comments made by Thomas Edward Brady, a 77-year-old insurance company CEO who should know better at this point in his life, doesn't necessarily reflect the views or positions held by his son, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. So furthermore, should Tom Sr. continue to speak out on behalf of his son without the express written consent, Tom Jr. reserves the right to eventually put him in a home against his will. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> then he also said, though, is that his father's a loving... He's a loving father. That he's a... That he's a just... He's a loving man. And... And... And that's what he loves about his dad. And that's what he understands. Like, I understand, like, you know, everybody's going to mess with my kids. They're going to hear from me. I remember my father, may he rest in peace. Like, oh my gosh. Like, if you slighted me or my mother or, you know, right. You know, my brother, but he, he would, he would say something and it would be sometimes a little awkward <laughs> when he would say something right then and there. And Brady talking about the love of his father and his father's love for him. You know, I know that kind of what did fuel Michael Jordan as well, but I mean, this is a unique unicorn seven-time champion who's coming to stomp your guts out, but also wants a hug. And the fact that he didn't really get the hugs is the reason why he's coming back as a Buccaneer, I think. And that's why Wickersham's called his book, It's Better to Be Feared, because Belichick thinks that. Yeah. And Bel Belichick thinks it's better to be feared, and I think Brady thinks it's better to be loved. And put those all together, and it's an all-time classic story. It sounds like a Shakespeare play. For real. Which is why this book is so dramatic. I, I, I don't mean to be really, you know, I don't mean to sound like an English professor slash psychologist, but it really is that, which is why this book's such a page turner and the whole country's going to watch on Sunday night. What did you make of Seth saying he thinks they're going to hug pregame? Yeah, because uh, it's still 20 years, man. It's don't still you think they're both going to still be locked into win mode? Like they're not going to take a moment? I, you, to... you, you watch stuff before the games. Everyone goes up to say hi to everybody. There's, there's an opportunity. I know. I know. Just, there's I know. an opportunity. I was surprised about that, though. And I'm telling you, one day, one day, Brady's going to get his red Patriot Hall of Fame jacket, and yeah. Bill's going to get his. And they're all going to come back, and they're all going to have stuff going on together. 
It's going to happen. And the person who can tell us about all that is one of our guests on Friday's show, Brett Favre. Thought he'd never go back to Green Bay, right? Who was there with Aaron Rodgers and Bart Starr a couple years ago? Who's there all the time? Now, I know that, you know, there might have been some figurative cheddar being handed to him for that sort of thing to help bygones be bygones. But Favre's on tomorrow's show. He's a subject of the show Icons on Epics with NFL Films doing a documentary on each, on an iconic figure um, in the NFL and its history. I, I do the um, narrating for it and the debut of that on Saturday night, Favre uh, on Epics coming up on Saturday night. That'll be in promotion of that. I put it up as a poll, Rich. Why not? Is it better to be feared or loved? Look at us. Look at you. <laughs> I honestly think that that is the answer. And the crazy thing is the this should inform the Packers on what to do with their complicated fella. Because <laughs> I think he wants a hug, too. Again, I don't know. He just strikes me as one of the guys that's just like, hey, I've put it all out there for you forever, and you're going to go and draft this kid. And what as much as Tom did. I get but I'm just talking about the DNA. And I know he's got a different family life and a different history. I get it. I understand that. But I don't know. I think what the Bucks have done with Brady and what the Patriots did with Brady should inform the Packers about what they've done with Rodgers and what they should do with Rodgers. I think this is like a roadmap. So basically, what I'm saying is give Rodgers what he wants and get Devontae Adams sticking there. And give an office to whoever the hell he wants to give an office to. His hair guy or whatever it is now. Miles Teller. <laughs> well, I know. I think you got to be vaccinated to be in oh, the building. okay. My bet. <laughs> if you're a guest. There. I'm assuming. That's the way it is at NFL Network right now. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I don't. That, that I don't know. We're, we're, all, we're all fumbling for the light switch here, as is so many other places, too, with their star players and athletes. But that's what I took out of my Seth Workersham conversation. Your phone call is 844-204-RICH. And it's a fascinating setup, by the way, for Rodgers this weekend and the Packers and the Steelers and Roethlisberger. Oh, my gosh, is it? And I want to hit on that when we come back before Tom Brady soundbites galore from his media availability today in Tampa. Before Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins joins us, and you at 844-204-RICH. That's how we're rolling the rest of the show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed when did you first hear about the name Fraser Crane? When did that name first come across your uh, I was doing desk. a play in uh, New York City. I went to lunch with a girl named Gretchen Rennell, who was casting director for Paramount Pictures. Mm -hmm. And she said, Mandy Patinkin told me that you're a funny leading man type. <laughs> I said, yeah, I guess he's right about that. <laughs> and uh, that's what got me this audition to come in and do what they call a personality piece, basically. You'd go on video mm -hmm. and uh, talk about, you know, 10 things that you liked or whatever. They did this with me for this character called Frasier Nye at the time. But um, so I went on camera and I, I wore these yellow Christian Dior golf pants that my mother had bought me. <laughs> And uh, because for some reason I thought he might wear something like that, <laughs> a black blazer and a white shirt. And uh, they said, when they saw the tape, they said, that guy's pretty funny. So uh, a few weeks later, I was hired to do Cheers. That's our Frasier. Yeah. They basically said that. At what point did you realize I am part of something that is historic? Well, you know what, honestly, I realized it when we were doing Cheers that there was something great there. Um, What's funny is, you know, Shelley Long decided she was going to leave the show in the fifth season. Uh, so once that was done, I thought to myself, wow, that's really weird. This show is really popular, really successful. And they've brought this new girl in, Kirstie Alley. And I thought, this has the potential to be one of the greatest shows ever now. Because midstream, you can't tell where it's going. Mm -hmm. So we could go forever. Of course, they did 11 seasons. And uh, it turned into this fantastic, fantastic show. And it was a good show before that. I'm not questioning that it's just uh it was that i think that sort of creative jolt that it got that made it another show a new show to put it, sort of put it on steroids mm -hmm. and it was great and you know obviously the sports angle of it too there was always an well, interesting yeah, cross well, just across, and all that well yeah. it was an interesting cross of, of pop culture yeah. in that respect that there was yeah. a red Sox uh sort the of overlay the concept was all based upon the three guys the jimmy burrows and the two charles brothers sitting in that bar in boston saying this this town we want to do a show up at this town and it's love of sport. It's always, that's that was always about part it. It was of the fabric. About that, yeah. And then the cameos of people that would come oh, in. Oh, huge, yeah, yeah. Is anyone when Wade Boggs came in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lovely guy, he was, he was a great guy. And then he, then he got traded to the Yankees, I think. Uh, 
That was, <laughs> that was a devastating blow, I know. But uh, sure, he's a lovely guy. And uh, I mean, Tip O'Neill. That's right. Was on the show. Uh, General Schwarzkopf was on the show. Oh no, 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 Admiral Crow. Admiral, Admiral Crow when he was uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Kevin McHale, I think. Yeah, came Kevin in McHale came in, and then and, and uh, Woody got to do like a, a basketball play with him. <laughs> it was fun. It was really, it was really very exciting. Lots of fun. Go to our YouTube page for that full conversation. Cheers debuted on this date 39 years ago. Wow. wow. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, we just showed a, uh, a clip of Kelsey Grammer appearing on the show in 2016. And uh, talking about Fraser Crane and how... We still have a, a drop of him welcoming yeah, us yeah. back. We, yeah, yeah. we don't use these anymore. We need to figure yeah, out how to I use mean, these. It's like I know we're listening. To the Rich Eisen Show. I mean, we, we don't play music though. Yeah, we don't play music. Again, coming so back, you know, we got to figure out how to use those. You are break out the xylophone. I mean, just it's like how great is he? We saying? got this one. You Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Oh my gosh, that is good. You're stuff. listening to the Rich Eisen That's Show. That's the president right there, or Jobu. This is still <laughs> no, yeah, the sorry. best. Ready to Serato. roll on the Rich Eisen Show. That's uh, that's the way it doesn't Dorf, get enough right? Uh, run that's right there. Very good. Ready yeah. to roll. At any rate, uh, if Cheers debuted 39 right. years ago today. Wow. Norm. We were just saying that'd be a great, a great rewatch. Great rewatch if you had the time to go well, back. Right here on Peacock, bro. That's yes. what I mean. I know. You didn't know it was on Peacock. You I did. I said it. He I said it to me. Yeah, he said it to you. Look at you going next level. Come on. I appreciate that. I'm watching this them. great show on Peacock right now. About, what are you watching? Um, about French chateaus. Okay, very good. Good Amazing. to know. It's great. Uh, <laughs> Brooklyn likes the... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm into wow. the home. Oh, and let the, me take it right back. I'm into uh, the home repair and all that. Chris stuff. in yeah. Las Vegas, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Christopher? Hey, hey, Rich, great discussion uh, just now with you guys, you know, with Tom Brady and his dad and then, and then the whole Belichick thing. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say, do you know... That Belichick's dad was on the coaching staff of the Naval Academy of for decades. Oh, and yeah. then he wrote the book, and then he, you know, he was very stoic. And you know, so it, it, interesting how we're all part of our environment, or, or at least part of us is part of the environment, nature, nurture, all that stuff. And so Belichick became the stoic guy, you know, because he's his father's son. And so that just kind of goes interesting with the whole concept of Brady and his dad. And he's all that. an old school football coach too, man. I mean, that's it. I mean, and that's that's where Bill and you know from Parcells and and he he's you know he he's a product of his coaching environment as well. But I, I'm telling you, I mean, you could everybody who's been around Bill and like I said, I, I had a cup of coffee and a day and a half with him. He is he is a uh, a gregarious guy. Like he can he's funny as well. And I'll I'll tell you this. And thanks for the call. Chris, do you know who would be? Everybody's talking about how can you re, re repeat the Manning cast? How can you recast the Manning cast? How can you create your own Manning cast? Literally, I bet you there are people at the Amazon shop figuring out how to do it for Thursday Night Football when they start it next year and what they can do and how they can do it. And other places are figuring out how they can do something like that. How can they recreate this magic that ESPN's got right now? You know who would be great for it? Belichick would be phenomenal. Oh, of course. Oh, at yeah. it. Now, who would you pair him up with? You know, I don't know who you'd pair him up Two with coaches? as another coach. Like maybe Snoop. him and Saban, and then you'd Snoop. have to have somebody Snoop. Who, who could be <laughs> Snoop. No, no. You know what I'm saying. Well, I you mean, need you need someone kind of on the comedy side, you need right? A funny guy. You need a yeah. funny guy. No, I don't think straight. so. Bill, Bill's gonna be Belichick all the time. is funny. Yeah, but he's kind of dry, right? He is dry, but I, again. 
it's not like Peyton and, and, and Eli are slapstick comedians. Oh, you bro, know? Peyton they have, is hilarious. No, they're very funny. Rich. But but Eli's the dry guy on that show. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. I think Belichick would be, would be spectacular at it. And and tell it just like Peyton, like disdain for bad football and wearing it on your sleeve and being able to compartmentalize snap to snap. This is where should be calling timeouts and stuff like that. He would be spectacular at it. Andy Reid, I'm trying. Except to they, they'd have to wait about ten more years to get him one. Yeah, like, oh, and you know what I've been told is also would be a terrific good. analyst in the booth as well would be Tomlin. That's what I've heard. Oh, interesting. Yes. I'd never thought that. That's what I have been told I could over see that. and yeah. over again. Why not? Because he's he is a way with words, yeah. as you know. But, I mean, he's oh. half our drops over there. You've got the whole business from Mike Tyler. I'll rain down my judgment and we'll move <laughs> forward because it's high on my damn agenda. But again, Rich, another guy, I'm pretty sure he's, he's going to have a job for a he's while. He's not, yeah, yeah, he's not going I mean, anywhere. Well, as you know, coaches can't get out of their system. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> you don't leave. It's like the mafia. So, I'm just throwing that out there. And your favorite, again, your yeah. favorite Tomlin line was always like, if he ever did get fired, he would be unemployed for less than Literally five minutes. Side, so, of yeah. course, no doubt. Yeah. Yes, correct. Who'd be the other coach? I don't. I, I'm just throwing that out there. Just Belichick would be great at that. I don't know how you produce oh. it, or just I'm just throwing that out there. That's so. What I'm saying as well is that. This whole like one size fits all. He's a cookie cutter coach. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. But but there just appeared to be a, a you know a line that he would not cross with Bell, with Brady. Whether it was Alex Guerrero, his his um, fitness and nutrition guru, uh, wanting to be setting up shop there, where other players are going. Well, whatever they couldn't figure out about that, clearly the Buccaneers have. And is it just attitude or not? Is it just control or not? Is it just, diff- you know, Arians is different from Belichick, but Arians is an old school coach in the biggest, baddest way too. Don't forget, like, he was around Bear Bryant. Well, they're you know? the same so, age, Bill and Yeah, Bruce. right. So it's just different personalities, different however. Personalities. But, you know, put it all, uh, you know, together, uh, I think it just comes down to, they didn't think he could do it till age 44 or 45. Yeah. And there's another team that's willing to give that one a shot, give and it a whirl. It if it doesn't out. work out, we gave it a try. And if not, we're moving on. And, and it worked out. They happened to win the Super Bowl. You can't even say worked out. It's just that that's an understatement right. worked out. <laughs> like life-changing stuff is happening right now. Life-changing well, for, well, for all of them. And, right. and, and none of them in Tampa are worried about what's next at all. None of them are sitting here wondering about, well, we're opening ourselves up to couldn't do it without Brady once Brady's gone. That would make them all laugh because guess what they're doing? Winning. And they're setting things up for the future. And Brady will always have a place there as long as he wants to be. And that's the future. The future is now, man. This is it. They've got Richard Sherman. I mean, look out. Let me me ask you this. How many players are now, including Bruce Arians, are now in the Hall of Fame discussion because of last year. On that Bucks team. I, I, I... That, like, this this locks it up for Antonio Brown. I don't know about it pro- that, it probably locks it. It probably locks oh. it up for Bruce Arians. Now, oh, well, Mike, now, now Mike Evans is in the mix. I don't think and it Dominic locks... And Sue might be in the mix. Hold on a second. If you're talking about who's in the mix, I don't think it's locked up. The only locks for the Hall of Fame are Gronk and Brady, Brady. on that team right yeah. now. That I would say locks. 
locks. But yeah. you're now on a. But I'm saying path. now we have cases oh. now for Arians wins it again. I think Bruce is in now. Ah, I think it's got to win. Ta- there's so many coaches who have won it once who yes. aren't in, Chris. But he has been a part of other staff. Dick Vermeil, so, Dick Vermeil's finally going to get in. Hopefully, knock on wood here. But he's been part of other staff. He's I understand won that. coaches of the year no, awards. Yeah. We got to remember Antonio Brown for six years. Oh, I no matter see, what, no question, was the best he, receiver right, yeah. in football for six, I think, six years. I, but I don't think anybody's pointing to Brown as the one who put him over the top. There's one person who put him over the top last year. I get it. I'm saying, yeah, but you well, need that ring on your resume, there, right? The the resume. Everybody's ring on. Now. Everyone's on track. More. This year, yeah. everyone's You're on right, track Chris. more this year than they were yeah. at this point last year. They win this year when we were all wondering, can they get on track? <laughs> if they make it to the Super Bowl they again win this year, no. all those guys are in. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I mean, Brady, that'll be his tenth, eleventh, eleventh, That's right. Yeah. Wait a minute, eleventh. He's like, he's like, I'm discounting him. He gave you the Bob Costas right there. Yeah. How you dare you get my number wrong? Oh my god. Fake Twitter. Okay, Brady has spoken. Uh, when we come back, we will hear from Tom Brady, and we'll hear from you some more. 844-204-RICH, number to dial, and a fascinating game in Green Bay between two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks in Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger and what the future means for both. That's coming up next right here in our number two of the Rich Eisen Show, turning to three. And you know, Rich, just look at Tom Brady's like Twitter profile. Family and football. Family is first. The The banner photo is him with Giselle and the three kids. Like, Bill, if Bill had Twitter, football would be yep. first. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, good, it'd be football. Like, Bill's bio would be Bill be- at Bill Belichick, football coach. That'd be <laughs> but, it. But football is family, though, right? It'd be football, fishing, family. <laughs> Whereas Tom has family first and then his family and the banner. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, he's got his kid coaching with him. I mean, football, fishing. So, I mean, look, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. At do your job. I don't think at do your job would exist anyway. Oh, that would be the best. I'm saying just look at all of us. By the way, does anybody have at do your job? Our families aren't in our banner photos or bios or anything. You know what I mean? uh, My my kids understand that when, when I'm on Twitter, Daddy's branding. Okay. Somebody has do your job. You know that, by the way, oh by the way, Daddy's branding it. would be a good fantasy team name, don't you Daddy's think? Daddy's branding. Do your job uh, what did you write down the other day? What did somebody say? It was a good one. What did you write down the other day? Somebody said something in an interview and you got in my ear, you're like, that's a good line, and you had to write it down. You gotta get a better system here, brother. At do your job, five followers following one. I don't know. I can't find it. You know, somebody, guys, somebody said something. I know. And I you know, wrote it down. I know somebody said something, but I don't know where I wrote it down. Look at this guy's system. Should I get you a pad? He has three. He has pads there, Rich. That's why he writes them all down. You know, somebody said something. It was a funny line, and I forget who said it. I think there's a great group of people that would argue that winning Super Bowls is not Tom Brady's greatest accomplishment. Ooh, marrying Giselle. Marrying Giselle, the number one supermodel in the world, might be to some a greater accomplishment than having a happy relationship and and having a happy marriage. Throwing a Lombardi trophy from a boat to another boat—that's. I might rank that up in the top couple. (laughs) Well, that goes along with football, but I mean, like, no, I know. I don't know. I'm not gonna find it, dude. No, don't, I, I don't memory hold these things. These are you, you've got to get these. You got to get on the stick for next year already. Glenn's <laughs> what's or not? No, yeah, I realized. You know what I realized? And while we were trying to name our team, I forgot to put on the list deep dish McConaughey. Deep dish McConaughey. So put that to next year. You think we need one more? 
<laughs> All right, we'll get one more. <laughs> one more? I don't know where it is. Can't have enough of that drama. Brady has spoken. Brady uh, has spoken. Oh. Can't wait to hear what this has got going on. That's next. Was that English? I don't know. <laughs>